0: You're listening to Protect His House on the Armor Up podcast. Our goal is to connect the good news of the gospel with our everyday lives. Here's this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Protect His House. I'm Will Washington. Thanks for listening. I want to start by getting you to think about this idea. The more time that you spend with someone, the more you notice the things that they always say. So think about your teachers, your coaches, your friends, even your parents, and think about if when you think of them, if there's a word or an expression or a sentence that they constantly say and go back to. In some cases, it can be funny. You can be like, man, you always say this. In other cases, it can actually be a good thing. Maybe there's a positive message that a coach or a teacher or a parent always goes back to you, and you just remember it when you think of them. This is just true in life. The more time you spend with someone, The more you notice the things that they always say and you remember it, it really sticks with you. And the same thing is true of Jesus. I want you to think about this. If you were to spend a lot of time with Jesus when he was on earth, if you got the opportunity to hang out with him and see him and talk to him and spend a lot of time with him, would there be phrases or sentences or messages that he repeated a lot? that he consistently went back to. Sure enough, if you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you would notice that there are things that he says and goes back to all the time. One of those things is a message that he would consistently speak. When he got the chance to preach, there's something that he would say over and over again. You see it in Mark 1, verses 14 and 15. It says that when he was proclaiming the Gospel of God, so he's preaching in front of people, this is what he says. He says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. In Luke 4, you see this again. It says that I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. So he's thinking about, this is the purpose that I was sent. I have got to preach this message of the gospel, of the good news of the kingdom, So there's so much there, but I want to focus on this. When he says that he came to preach the gospel, what is he even talking about? If that's his consistent message, we should probably know what he means. Well, gospel means good news. If you translate it, that's literally what it means. And in that time period, if the place that you lived, if they had gone out to battle and won a battle, they would come back and they would give you a gospel. It was a declaration. It was an announcement of good news that the battle had been won. And that good news was supposed to bring great joy and celebration because they were coming to announce that a battle had been won for you. So you get all the benefits of somebody winning a battle for you. So at the core, what Jesus is declaring is his message is one of good news. It's good news that he won a battle that you and I could not win by dying on the cross for our sins, that through trusting in Him, we can have a relationship with God. He won something for us that we couldn't do. It is a declaration of good news, of something that happened in history that changes everything, and that should bring great joy to us. Now, why does that even matter? You might be going, I know that, Will, I've heard that before, you say that a lot, why does it even matter? Well, as we're getting into a time of school year where things are busy, things are in full swing, Here are two reasons I think that matters for us today that we need to be reminded of that. The first is is a lot of us when we think of Christianity, we think of it as something that we do. We talk about it like it's something we go to on Sundays or it's a Bible study we go to during the week or it's a list of rules we're supposed to obey or it's a bunch of activities we're supposed to fill our schedule with. We a lot of times talk about Christianity like it's something that we're supposed to do And that can sometimes cause us to forget that it's actually primarily a message of what Jesus has done. Now I'm going to come back to that, but the second reason that I think it matters for us today is this, is that we live in a culture that is constantly telling us that we have to achieve and we have to do and we have to get more done and we have to be better and we have to look good. So where we live A lot of times we can fall into thinking that we're only as good as what other people say about us or what they think of us. We live in a culture that tells us that we have to be awesome in the ways that we look and how good we are at sports and how good we are at school and what car we have and what house we have and our families on the vacations that we go on and the friends that we hang out with and even in our churches. This message of we have to be awesome and we have to achieve is everywhere. It's all over the place and it can really sink into us and how we think. So in those two reasons, thinking of Christianity as something that we do and living in this achievement, do, busy culture, what Jesus is saying is he's speaking a message that hits us right where we are, reminding us that his primary message is not about something that we do and achieve, it's something that Jesus has already done. If you think about this, there are these bracelets that are really popular and I love them. I'm not saying they're bad at all, but they're WWJD bracelets. It stands for What Would Jesus Do? And that's an important question. It's an awesome question to go into every aspect of your life and ask what would Jesus do. But I think what Jesus wants us to do today is this. Before we ask what would Jesus do, I think he wants us to first ask what has Jesus already done? Because the reality of this is when you think about what would Jesus do, he would live and love perfectly And the truth is that none of us can say that we live in love perfectly. If you were to look at my life over the past week, you would not see perfection in living just how Jesus did and loving just how Jesus loved. But when I look at the cross and I look at the gospel and I look at Jesus, I see that he did something for me that I could not do for myself. And I'm blown away by his love. And what actually starts to happen is my heart changes And I begin to love him and I begin to actually want to live as his disciple in the world in the way that he's calling me to live. That's why in 1 John 4, 19, it says we love because he first loved us. And the truth is this, none of us can say that we've lived perfectly for Jesus. What we can say is that Jesus lived perfectly for us. And there were times in Christian history when people believed that if you just proclaimed that message of what Jesus has done, that that would change people's lives naturally, and they would automatically begin to want to do what Jesus is calling them to do. So today, in the midst of this busyness, in the midst of achieving, in the midst of focusing a lot on what we do and how we look, may today be a call to forget that for a little bit and to look at Jesus and what he's done. Remember that and live out of that today. God, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that Jesus' message is one of good news about what he has done for us. I pray that we would rest in his performance today, in his righteousness today, and in his love today. And that everything we do today, Lord, would be living out of that. We pray that in Christ's name. Amen.